Welcome to the Dream Big Revolution with Leanne Hilgers. Ready to live the life that you want? It's time for the Dream Big Revolution with Leanne Hilgers. The next hour will inspire you to find health, wealth, and happiness. Success is straight ahead. And now, here's your host, Leanne Hilgers. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dream Big Revolution. I am so excited. Today, we have Cheney Weiner on the phone, and today we are talking about overcoming fear doubt and worry so you can transform your life get this within seven hours and so that's what we're going to be talking to Cheney about but before that I'd like to tell you a little bit about the dream big revolution and what the dream big revolution is about just in case this is your very first time tuning into the show the dream big revolution is about you getting to live your dream life And you get to do that by helping other people live their dream life. Now, that is a pretty good deal. And so you do that by getting very clear about what you want and then writing it down and breaking it down into smaller and smaller steps until you can figure out something that you can do that takes less than a minute that you can start doing today. And then phone a friend or a colleague and get them to do the same thing. And now here's the important part. You've got to check up on each other and make sure you're doing it. Stop wasting time. Get what you want. The guts to succeed. You've got it. Now, we have a wonderful guest on the phone, and it is Cheney Weiner. Cheney, are you there? I am here, Leanne. Cheney, since the last time that uh, you were on the show... We have kept in contact, and, and I just I so much enjoy our visits. We meet actually over the phone once a week, and we chat, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to how the show is going to turn out. And I know we think kind of similarly on, on some things, and uh, you motivate me. I'm supposed to be the motivational person, but you motivate me a lot, too. <laughs> well, actually, I would like to comment on that because I love how you – bring that up because I know with me, every single person who I interact with, I look to see how can they inspire me? How is what they're doing? How is something that I see in them that I really like and love? How how can I use that to help, of course, myself, but other people as well? So I, I treat everyone I come across and talk to, interviews, everyone's a mentor. Mm-hmm. And there's something that we can learn from everybody. Now, there's something that I do that that we kind of got off topic because we got into, you know, how much we like to be motivating each other. <laughs> Today, we're talking about overcoming fear, doubt, and worry to transform your life within seven hours. Now, Cheney, what do people experience when they're stuck? Or, you know, what kind of things do they go through when they're fearful? That's a great question. And they go through... I noticed that the main thing that people are going through is that they're uncertain. They're not sure of what it is they would love to be doing because many people will it will be in that state of uncertainty. They'll be saying things like, I should be doing this. I have to be doing that. I'm supposed to go to work today. I've got to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And you hear that language a lot, and that's one of the signs that you can tell, A, that someone's uncertain, B, that someone is not living according to the things that are most important to them, which really leads to them being in fear because they're not sure, they're uncertain. 
there's things that there's this conflict going on. There's things that they really would love to do, but they're not sure that if they do it, what other people may think, mm-hmm. or if it's even possible. So there's a number of factors, and those are the main ones. It really comes down to knowing who you are and what it is you would love to do the most in any area of your life. I, I, I'm glad that you started with this because, you know, I like what Alan, Alanya Van Zant, I think is her name, said, stop shitting on yourself. And uh, <laughs> if you're saying should, you, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. If, if you're saying I want to or I'm really excited about doing this, and it doesn't matter if it's work or whatever, if you're feeling purposeful and driven, you won't have that inertia that keeps you from getting started on it. If you're excited about doing something, if you see all the benefits in doing it, if you see how it can benefit you and you really understand those benefits, then you're more likely to do it. Absolutely, and I love how you bring up about the benefits, and you also mentioned a very important word in there, and that is purposeful. Mm -hmm. Because we hear many times people will say to take action. And there's a big difference, and I... I'm, I'm really am big on this, and I speak about it all the time. Action versus inspired action. And mm-hmm. when you're taking in inspired action or action that matters, there's purpose to, uh, to that. And the example of what I not only like to give people, but even people who are in my Wealth Mastery Success program, they may be at a job that they probably don't love or like. And one of the ways to have them transition out of that is to look like you were saying, to see what the benefits are Mm -hmm. in their job and how it can serve them in the things that they would love to do in their goals, in their dreams, you know, whatever their dreams are. So you look to see how can that job, what's the, how can, in other words, what I would, what I people do is I'll have them look at the job description or every single thing that that they do at their job and say, well, how can this activity help me and serve me in what I would love to do the most? The reason for doing that is to have more purpose like you said, being more purposeful. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, then one of two things are going to happen. You're either going to have a newfound, quote-unquote, love for the job that you're doing, or you're going to see how to use that to help you in what you would love to do the most. So either way, it's going to benefit you, and it also helps you to make more use of your time, hence to be more purposeful. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's really, really important, and, and purpose is the key. I think that when we're not seeing our purpose or we're not, uh, I think fear clouds our purpose. And and I want to get back to the question that I asked you earlier when I said, you know, what happens to people? Like, what kind of things do people, in your view, what do they experience? What do people experience when they're fearful? Yeah, the main one, like I said, it's uncertainty. They're not sure of what to do, what actions to take what somebody's going to say about what they're doing and there's just they get into this 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 state of just being frozen to mm-hmm. this panic you know i don't know what to do and many people are just they're running their lives and obviously in a conscious way but in subconscious or unconscious ways as well and some of it i mentioned before the shoulds the have tos the got tos that that's usually a clear sign of some form of desperation and oh my god i've got to get out of doing this i can't stand doing this that type of thing so mm-hmm. it's interesting because you can just you can even see people's 
body language, see if they're enthusiastic, if they're excited, or if, oh, I just got to do this again, that type of thing. So there's a lot of clues and a lot of things to look for, and you can pick it up from somebody, and you know, somebody can just intuitively sense if someone's just, you know, something's just not there. People will put that out there, and they may not even be realizing it. I think it's important, though, you know, we want to help other people, but I think it's important that we pick it up for ourselves because we can only work on ourselves. And, uh, you know, we, I think those are good tips to if, if we're feeling like we're stuck or we're in a place that we want to keep on moving. If, if we become purposeful, that tends to move us to shift things a little bit and you forget about those fears and you forget about what other people are saying. Yeah, absolutely, because when you're on purpose and you have that certainty of this is what I love, this is my path, my purpose, Mm -hmm. you may not necessarily know, well, how am I going to go about it? Most people don't. Bill Gates didn't know when he started out how he was going to do it. Most people don't know the how, but they have the purpose, the mission, the vision, what they're inspired to do. And, of course, they had a big enough why. That's why one of the things I have people do is I'll, I'll depending on what their situation is, if let's say someone is looking to attract a lot of money, well, I'll have them write down reasons why. Mm-hmm. And I like to have people write down at least a thousand reasons, but to take that even a step further, I'll have people write down at least three reasons per day. In fact, I do this too. Why I want, why I would love to, to have more financial wealth, why I would love to have the relationship of my dreams, why I would love to have a great social network. And of course, the answers, the questions are going to be different for each person based on their situation, but the key thing is to know and understand why, because that's going to drive everything, even if you don't know the how right at that given moment. I love how you word that, and we've talked about that before when you, before when you said um, if they have a big enough why. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just so exciting talking to you, and I hope that other people are going to be inspired by our discussion today. And when we come back from the break, Cheney is going to be talking about how does fear hold people back, and he's going to tell us the secret to getting past that. Your online community for positive change. 7th Wave Network. It's time to realize your dreams. Leanne Hilgers is ready to speak to your organization or event about success. A Jill of all trades, Leanne is a model, singer, performer, a national champion in martial arts, and holds a master's degree in information systems. Leanne is the portrait of success. After battling a chronic disease, Leanne healed her way through martial arts. She relocated to New Zealand and won a silver medal at the ITFNZ 2004 Nationals. Leanne now travels the world delivering messages of hope and encouragement. Her lively yet relaxed presentation puts are in high demand to speak at top organizations and events throughout the world. Leanne shares her setback to success story and shows that no matter where we are in life, our dreams can be realized. listening to the Dream Big Revolution with your host, Leanne Hilgers. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Dream Big Revolution. I'm so excited about today. We have this great guy, Chaney Weiner, on the phone today. And today we are talking about overcoming fear, doubt, and worry to transform your life within seven hours. 
and that's that's amazing. Cheney, just before the break, we were talking about having a big enough why. Can you just tell us quickly again and remind us, what does that mean? Well, that means to... See, many people want or are looking for, well, how am I going to do this? How can I go about this? And that keeps people stuck from even getting off the ground, if you will. Now, when it, now having a big enough why, what that basically means is that you're in, you're, when you're inspired to really do something and it's true to your values, to what's most important to you, you'll have not only a big enough why, but you'll have many reasons why. So mm-hmm. I like to say the why jump starts everything and drives the how. And when you have enough whys and a big enough why, the hows do take care of themselves. So it's the whole idea of get, getting yourself jump started because most people, like I said, they're not going to know the how, but everybody has the why. It's just a matter of asking that question and looking for the answers. And everybody has the answers within them. So again, ask why. With Very regards, powerful question. With the regards to the how, I always say, figure it out. Figure out what you want, and if you want something bad enough, you'll figure out how to get it. Yeah. <laughs> so like you say, the how will take care of itself. Now, why are people stuck, do you think, Cheney, why do you think they're stuck living in fear, even though it might not be the best thing for them? Obviously, living in fear is is not the best thing, so... Why do you think people are stuck living in fear even though it might not be serving them? Well, it goes back to knowing what is most important to you or what your values are. And we, and also if you're living according to the shoulds, have-tos, and got-tos, because when you hear that language, that's a sign that someone is living according to somebody else's values that they injected in at some point in time because somebody said, well, if you go to school and you get a degree, you're supposed to do this and that. So many people have been conditioned and are not aware. They have maybe a low level of awareness. And all of a sudden, when what they would really love to do inside of them starts to surface, and then they find themselves doing something that they thought that it was, but someone told them they're supposed to be doing this. They have this this conflict in, inside of them. And mm-hmm. there's also set, uh, a seven fears that go along with this that also keeps people stuck. The fear of a religious or spiritual authority, fear, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of not being smart enough or educated enough. Fifth one is fear of losing a loved one. Sixth one is fear of not having enough money or making enough money doing something you love. And the last one is fear of disease, fear of ill health, fear fear of not looking good enough. So those fears usually center around some type of a higher authority that someone gave a power to or a perceived higher authority that someone gave power to. And that person basically said, well, you should, let's say it's your parents, well, you should be doing this or or you don't have the degree and you need the degree to to go and do something that you really love to do. And many people when they give power to that authority, they're not living according to their true selves. And then when everybody has it in them, their true self, they really want to do something they love, and then there's this internal conflict. And then when they're not doing what they love, there's this fear, oh, my God, I'm doing something I don't want to do, but there's something I do want to do, but, you know, I can't do this. And then the mind shatter starts coming in. So, in really, in many ways, people are living in fear and are stuck based on other people 
said they should or should not be doing because again everyone at the true core self knows what it is it's just a question of are you operating according to again what we said before what is most important to you or your values mm-hmm. now you had mentioned something about giving away power wouldn't you say that when we're fearful we're giving away our power yes and the thing is with fear Fear is basically, when someone is in fear, they're looking at more, let's say, drawbacks or downsides than upsides. And at the same time, they will act in any particular given situation based on what's going to give them more advantages over disadvantages. So the whole idea of fear is, it's it's really a misperception or a lopsided per, uh, perception, and that's why, in fact, you mentioned it at the beginning about asking the questions about, you know, looking for benefits in different areas of your life and situations that come up. That's one of the ways that you actually d- dissolve the fear. I know I'm getting a, a little bit ahead here, but mm-hmm. fear okay. centers around seeing things in a one-sided way. So explain to us then, I know what you mean, because um, <laughs> we've discussed this a lot. What do you mean by looking at things in a one-sided way or a lopsided perception? I'll take an example of, let's say, a relationship. And many times someone, let's, let's use a woman. She gets into a relationship and she is, you know, has this guy that comes into her life. And, of course, she has, oh, I met this most wonderful guy. He's got, you know, he's got all these wonderful traits, all these things, things that she really loves about him. But in that moment, she is only looking at the one side, just the things she loves about him. Well, what about the things that she doesn't love about him? And then I know I deal with this when I work with people. They'll say, well, if there's things I didn't love about him, then I wouldn't want to be with this person. But that's the one side in this, looking for only the nice and not understanding. There's nice and mean, there's kind and cruel, there's happy, there's sad. They'll be supporting one day, they'll be challenging the next. People look. Most people look for that one side, in this case, the positive side. Every human being has every trait, and the other side's going to show up at different points. And, and then when that other half shows up... It's often a big then, surprise <laughs> yeah, when that realization comes. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, as a society, we, or even in the world, we've been conditioned to look at things one-sided, and... It's not. There's nothing wrong with that, but just keep in mind, everybody has all the traits, and that's what makes up the the perfection of of who everybody is. Mm-hmm. So the one side of this, that's something to really be aware of, because that does generate fear, because you have that one side in this. In fact, in many cases, it's the other side. People may be depressed, they may, they're down, they're beating themselves up, they're blaming themselves, so you have that other side, but that many people don't realize even in those moments you have the other side there as well, so it's always there. It's just a matter of how we filter it and how we see it based on our values. One of the things I like about how you talk, Cheney, is you talk about the perfection of who people are, and what you just mentioned is people, people would see their, what they perceive as somebody's good traits and keep in mind, we're assigning those values to other people because they may not see those as good traits or somebody else may not see those as good traits. But you said when the, that other side shows up, what, that are things that we perceive as not being good traits, that's a perfection of who we are. And you talk a lot about how we're just perfect the way we are. Well, what most people, 
and, and I even notice this in the personal development industry as well, that many people will say, well, nobody, we're only human, nobody's perfect. The only way that somebody could not be perfect is if they are looking at perfection as only being that one side, the nice, the kind, the supporting, only that one side. And no human being can live that way. You can attempt to do it, but this is basically is pretty much governed by universal laws. There are laws in the universe that, that just that won't allow it. And if someone attempts to live that way, they will draw in something that will bring them back to center. But most people will attribute things that come up as unlucky or just things that, you know, that's just coincidence type of things. But the bottom line is... We have both sides. Every human has both sides, and many traits that people have within themselves that they pride themselves on not having. Some people will say, well, I'm not dishonest. I don't lie. I've never cheated in any way. But everybody has, and it's served them and it's helped other people. And when people are able to see how everything in their life that they've done, whether they're proud of it or not proud of it, how it helps and serves others and how it helps them, that's where the perfection is. Rather than disowning parts of yourself, look to see how they benefit you and other people. That's the perfection, because if someone is attempting to live a one-sided life, you'll, no one will ever get perfection that way. And it's, it's no wonder that we feel, you know, we have all these conflicts if we're disowning part of, of ourselves. Yeah, because every, like we were saying, every human has every trait, and it's there for a reason, and... Rather than get rid of it, look to see, like I said, how it serves you and others. In fact, it's pretty interesting. I like to say sometimes that, think about this. If let's say you, if, let's say you were on world TV, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and everybody got to see everything that you were doing. Ask yourself this question: If the traits that you really don't like or, or despise about yourself, if other people found out mm-hmm. and saw that, could you still love yourself? And what if people like those traits about you? That's, I think, an interesting thing to think about. Um, what Before we go to a break here, I want to just move back to the fears because I want to move beyond them in the next section. So how does being fearful hold people back? Well, again, it keeps them stuck. It basically... People will, when they're in fear, that they'll put out a certain energy that will be picked up by others. And, of course, any one of those seven fears is all the ones that I'm referring to. People will put out an energy that'll keep them stuck. And not only that, but it mainly, the main thing is it clouds their vision. It clouds the clarity of their vision that they have within themselves. And it shuts down who they truly are, their true magnificence and everybody has something they love to do everyone has a mission everyone has a tremendous value that they offer the world and those fears cloud that and that's what keeps people stuck the fears keep people stuck from seeing who they truly are and the value that they have to offer the world i think you know we're talking about purpose and everybody has you know gifts and talents and skills that that they don't even realize that they have and put to I always say put to the test you will amaze yourself with the gifts and skills and talents that you do have but getting back to what you were saying 
if you're stuck in fear and paralyzed by fear and not living what you want to live, you don't get what you want. You don't get what you want out of life and you don't get to get the things that you want out of life. We are going to talk about how you can transform your life within seven hours. And Cheney is going to let us know how we can do that. This amazing thing that we can change our transform our life within seven hours. So we will talk to you a little bit more when we come back. And Cheney is going to tell us the secret to transforming your life within seven hours. It's time to realize your dreams. Leanne Hilgers is ready to speak to your organization or event about success. A Jill of all trades, Leanne is a model, singer, performer, a national champion in martial arts, and holds a master's degree in information systems. Leanne is the portrait of success. After battling a chronic disease, Leanne healed her way through martial arts. She relocated to New Zealand and won a silver medal at the ITFNZ 2004 Nationals. Leanne now travels the world delivering messages of hope and encouragement. Her lively yet relaxed presentation puts are in high demand to speak at top organizations and events throughout the world. Leanne shares her setback to success story and shows that no matter where we are in life, our dreams can be realized. What if what is meant for you is bigger and better than anything you can imagine? Contact Leanne Hilgers today. You're listening to The Dream Big Revolution with your host, Leanne Hilders. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Dream Big Revolution. We have Cheney Weiner on the line today, and we are talking about overcoming fear, doubt, and worry to transform your life in seven hours. And before the break, Cheney, we were talking a lot about fear and how it holds us back. Now I want to move on, and I want to know the secret. So how can someone overcome any fear, any fear, doubt, and worry and transform any area of their life within seven hours? Great question. And the first thing I want to say before I actually give that answer, and it's very important for people to realize this, whether it's with what we're speaking about or anything for that matter, and that is, well, actually with what we're speaking about, any, it's any fear, doubt, and worry doesn't constitute every single thing that you have going on in your life because this is a tool to use for life because we have everybody has fears down to where it's coming up all the time so just because you may get rid of one or two or three and transform part of your life that doesn't mean it stops there so it's important to point that out so those listening don't take on the well I'm just gonna do this once and then that's gonna be it because there'll always be challenges fears doubts and worries that will come up. So with mm-hmm. that being said, the technique that I use as part of my Wealth Mastery Success Program is actually devised from Dr. John Martini, from who, who, of course, was in The Secret. And and the methodology, the Martini method, it, it's based on science, and it allows you to balance out those imbalances or those lopsided perceptions that we mentioned before of the mind. And it allows you to balance out the emotions in the mind, which, which is really what keeps people stuck and allows you to open up your heart rather than come from your mind so what I do is I ask a series of questions and it's based on a specific on someone's specific situation a, a certain emotional charge something that pushes their buttons and it could be around an event a situation any fear any doubt worry type of thing mm-hmm. and of course th- these questions it takes like I said it takes into account each person's situation and in fact 
I'm going to use an example of financial instability because I actually had this come up with a woman who's in my Wealth Mastery Success program. So let's say you have a fear of financial instability, which a lot of people do. So the first question to ask yourself is, well, how does your perception of you having financial instability, how is that benefiting you? Because asking a question like that dissolves the fear. Because when you're able to see that there's just as many benefits as there are drawbacks, it balances it out, and then you dissolve that fear. So that's a big one right there. Now, the second question I would ask, and I actually asked her mostly this one because she had an issue of her financial instability. She felt guilty that it was affecting or it was, she felt guilty towards her husband and her son. She had a younger son. So I asked her, I said, well, how does your financial instability serve each of them? How does it serve others? Because, again, you ask a question of how does it serve others, that sheds the guilt and shame of the past that you even had it to begin with. Another question to ask is, well, who sees you as being financially stable? Because by asking that question, you don't buy into the illusion that you're always financially unstable because you can't have one without the other. In some form, you have financial stability, but you're perceiving yourself as being financially unstable. Mm -hmm. Another question to ask, and this is a pretty powerful one, I have people go back and look at a specific moment. In this case, I did it with her. I had to look back at a moment when she saw or perceived herself as being financially unstable. And I asked her, well, where do you see yourself in that same moment as being financially stable? Mm -hmm. Because it's in the same moment. Because this liberates or frees you from the illusion that only one side of events occur. Because you can't, the mind won't allow for one side of the events. The mind lives in two-sided events, so financially stable, financially un uh, unstable. They both go hand in hand. And actually, with her situation, she actually broke through. It took her five hours to break through a particular, or the particular block that she had. And then she said, now I'm going to go on and go to the next one. So that's why I mentioned at the beginning that it's just not a tool to use where, oh, you're just going to break through it, and that's going to be it. No, there's going to be other ones that are going to come up. Mm -hmm. No one's going to go through their life. We're always on, on hills and valleys of challenges and, yeah. and opportunities. Yeah, and she, with that particular one, it took her five hours, and she broke through it. And then actually, that's when she was asking me the questions about... Um, about her son and her husband, and so I had her do that one. And I also had in there what we discussed earlier, asking why. You know, why does she want to have more money? So that one was also put in there as well. And there's one other thing that I do want to mention. I'm, I don't know if we have enough time in this segment, but I would certainly love to mention it Go in ahead. the next segment. And that's the whole idea of when you're in situations, how you handle situations that come up during the course of your day, whether it's, let's just say, a situation where there's fear, there's doubt, there's worry, and to handle them in a poised, present, and purposeful manner. Mm -hmm. And that's extremely important because many people, and it doesn't matter what situation comes up, to transcend or deal with those situations 
in a poised, present, purposeful manner rather than getting emotional, rather than feeling the need to vent and having the situation push your buttons because when you handle situations, especially with poise, you don't get too up, you don't get too down. That allows you to go to higher levels of growth, higher levels of being able to manifest more because what do most people do? They get emotional, they need to vent to somebody, they need to blow off steam and many people don't realize that's keeping them stuck when they do that because a lot of people cope with situations, especially a fear, doubt, and worry, and they feel, well, I'm just going to go and tell somebody and get it off my chest. Well, that's great. That keeps you stuck <laughs> and stagnant at a mm-hmm. certain level. So it's really important to handle these situations. I'm going to keep saying that word in a poised manner. Now, these are your three P's that you talk about. The and uh, be- Sorry, I just want to say, you know, I like your financial example because everybody, I think, is looking at financial right now. There's most people are looking at financial issues right now. And so I like that, you know, you use that as an example. And, you know, you're, so you're referring now to the three P's. Is that what you talk about? Yeah. Poised. Can you say them again? Yeah. Actually, I have five P's, but I mentioned three. Poised, presence, purposeful, perseverance, persistence are the five. Can you say it once more? <laughs> Just so in case people need to run and go get a pen. The first P is poise. Second one is present presence. Third one is purposeful or or purpose. Fourth one is persistent, and the fifth one is perseverant. Now you also had mentioned having your buttons pushed, and how does that? What kind of a role does having your buttons pushed play in letting go of fear? Yeah, great. Great question, and that's a great tie-in to what we're speaking about now because that's exactly what's going on because, let's face it, it happens with you, it happens with me, it happens to those who are in the studio where you're at now. Everybody has their buttons pushed mm-hmm. to some degree in some situation, and there's nothing wrong with that. Again, the key is how do you react mm-hmm. and handle the situation rather than having the situation run you, you run it. So when you're in that poised and present manner, you run the situation. And the way that you get into that poised and present manner is through those questions that I just mentioned. Uh, Especially a situation that really pushes your buttons. How is it benefiting you? The financial instability example. Many people are in fear of that. That's running them. When you look to see how is that financial instability, how is that a benefit to you? And it's really interesting because when I ask people this question, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, I have no idea. I don't see any benefits. That's why they're stuck. When That's you why look I like that question. It's very Im- extremely important. We never think about how financial instability can benefit us, and that's why we're stuck. We don't think of, of how it can possibly be a benefit. Yeah, and see, many people get hung up on a particular form. Now, one of the common responses, I'll get to this, well, well it's not going to help me pay my bills. Mm-hmm. I'll get that response from, uh, from people. So then I keep referring them back to the question, how is it benefiting you? How is the financial instability benefiting you? Because it goes, again, back to what I'm saying about handling a situation with poise and presence. Now, if you're in a situation 
and you feel or perceive that you're financially unstable, when you look to see, A, how it benefits you, you're operating in a poised manner. You're not letting that situation run you. Then, of course, we mentioned before, there's the whole idea of taking inspired action. So it's just not sitting here and asking questions and thinking about it. There's also other components taking inspired action, but the inspired action is not going to be so inspired if you are looking at things Mm one-sided. So it's important to see the benefits of it, and that's going to free you up and, let's say, balance out the emotional charges, if you will, and it makes taking inspired action much easier and much more efficient, if you will. Jamie, we have to go to a break, and this uh, this section just flew, this segment just flew, and I so enjoy talking to you. But when we come back, Cheney is going to talk about many people will say that they need time to heal, and if somebody can heal, can somebody really heal themselves within seven hours? And, and Cheney is going to tell us whether that's true or not when we come back. And you're listening to Leon Hilgers on the Dream Big Revolution and my special guest, Chaney Weiner, and we will be back right after these messages. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. It's time to realize your dreams. Leanne Hilgers is ready to speak to your organization or event about success. A Jill of all trades, Leanne is a model, singer, performer, a national champion in martial arts, and holds a master's degree in information systems. Leanne is the portrait of success. After battling a chronic disease, Leanne healed her way through martial arts. She relocated to New Zealand and won a silver medal at the ITFNZ 2004 Nationals. Leanne now travels the world delivering messages of hope and encouragement. Her lively yet relaxed presentation puts are in high demand to speak at top organizations and events throughout the world. Leanne shares her setback to success story and shows that no matter where we are in life, our dreams can be realized. You're listening to the Dream Big Revolution with your host, Leanne Hilgers. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Dream Big Revolution. We have a very special guest today. Chaney Weiner is on the phone. And, Chaney, we're talking about can somebody really heal in seven hours? And many people will say we were talking about your your transforming your life within seven hours. And I want to point out we were talking about balances and imbalances. And people, because I'm motivational and maybe because of who I am, people expect me to be happy all the time. And I get that a lot where people are expecting that because, you know, I'm in the motivational biz that um, people expect me to be happy all the time. But nobody is happy all the time. And that's not reality. And then there's the, you know, opposite side of that where some people are miserable all the time. And we all know people like that. (laughs) And that's not in balance either. And that's not reality either. Um, Do you, you know, sometimes we get caught up in loss or you know, fear of loss, and do you, like, what is your comment on being one way, like being happy all the time or being miserable all the time? Well, that, that's a great point that you bring up about the being happy all the time. And, in fact, honestly, we, I know and I'm certain for sure that we can do this entire interview on just that alone. Mm-hmm. But it's a great question and something that's extremely important for people to understand because there are many people who are marketing happiness and you can be happy type of thing. A few things with that. Number one 
everything is conserved through time and space. You are, oh, let me say it like this, you are always happy. Just like you're always sad, it's just in different moments and different points in time. One will surface, the other one may not be there. Or let me put it like this, they're usually, they're there at the same time, but what happens is people will filter out one half only wanting to see the other. My point is, there's nothing ever lost. Mm -hmm. Happiness is there. Sadness is there. And just understand that your sadness actually serves you at times, and your happiness is actually a disservice to you at some times. And this is all part of the, the balancing act, if you will, and to be aware. Because if someone is just looking to be happy all the time, you can... Let me put it this way. If you were to go out and attempt to be happy all the time, you couldn't do it. Just like if you attempted to go out and be sad and depressed all the time, you couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Now, many people will not market it that way. But the point is, we always have the happiness. It's not lost. It's conserved through time and through space. It's there. And the same thing with sadness. It's there. And like we have been saying, look to see how those, if it's sadness, how it benefit you. And the funny thing is, if you find yourself getting really, really happy and really, really up to a point where you're really becoming really elated, you want to ask a question, well, how is this a drawback to me? Because, in fact, I'm not going to get too much into it, but the Tiger Woods example is a great example of some of this because many people had him up mm -hmm. and looking at this one-sided person. And any time, whether it's other people who are putting you up or yourself that's putting you up the one-sided, you will draw in some, some factors to bring you back down to equilibrium. And that's, in a nutshell, what's happening with him. So happiness, sadness, understand they're both there. They both serve you. And at times they both disserve. They, at times they disserve you as well. So it's not lost. It's always there. Now, our our friend, he's a mutual friend of ours, Dr. John Martini, talks about that. And he actually, wasn't it him that said, Cheney, that uh, those, you know, things like that, when they happen to celebrities, because they are elated, it brings back the reality and balances them. If yeah, not balancing also, them in our eyes. Exactly. And <laughs> something else is pretty interesting since you brought up the celebrities, that is the whole idea of the tabloids. And as funny and as maybe ridiculous as it sounds, the tabloids in many cases are actually necessary to keep some of these people alive because otherwise they would be so up and one-sided that the tabloids actually bring some of these people back down to equilibrium. Not down, 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 but down to e equilibrium. So it's... Um, it's really interesting because, again, it's no one can live. That's really the theme of what we're speaking about, the letting go of the fear and overcoming fear, doubt, worry. It centers around the one-sidedness. Now, Cheney, this show has just flown. I've, I've so enjoyed talking to you. We only have a couple of minutes left. When people come to your Wealth Mastery Success seminars, what kind of things can you just quickly tell us what kind of things that they might experience well, the first thing I have people do is to find out what is most important to them, their values, what's important to them, not what someone else said they should be doing or they mm -hmm. have to be doing, because that's really where it all Very starts. Important. Because ultimately, it starts there, 
And that is really, that ultimately creates the feeling that goes out into the universe and attracts the things to you in your life. So many people say, well, I don't, I didn't, I don't want this. Subconsciously, they want it. Consciously, they don't. So it starts with the values, knowing what's most important to you. And the second thing that I have people doing is finding out what their self-worth is. What value do they bring to the world? Not self-esteem. There are two different things. Find out your self-worth. And the most important question to ask there is, and everyone listening, write this down, ask yourself the question, what is it about who I am that brings value to the world? I love that. And, and you can do that with any area of your life. What is it about who I am that brings value to my relationships? What is it about who I am that brings value to my career, to my friends, to any area, to my children, any area of your life? This elevates your self-worth. Very important. It's really interesting. I'll mention this really quick here. People who come into the Wealth Mastery Success Program, when I ask this question, most people say, I have absolutely no idea. I don't see any value that I have in the world. That tells me a lot. Yeah. And the third thing is, or the third step, the, the third one is what we spoke about today, how to use the, that tool of asking questions to dissolve the fear, the doubt, and worry in every situation and to be poised and present in those situations. So those are the first three things or the first three steps that it's people can expect. So important. Thank you so much, Cheney, for giving us a few minutes of your time. It was so wonderful. And thank you, everybody, for joining in and listening to the Dream Big Revolution. And we'll catch you again next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> 